Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Using pre-planned lines on dating apps to start conversation does not work generally for women because we have a sixth sense. We have like a sniff test. We can tell that those lines are maybe lines that you got from a YouTube pickup artist dude, or you even maybe came up with it on your own, but now you've used it for every single girl over and over and over. It's like that saying, give a man a fish and he'll eat for a day, or teach a man how to fish and he'll eat for a lifetime. Give a man a pre-written line and he'll date for a day. Teach him how to banter and he'll date for a lifetime. Or maybe not a lifetime because you'll find the one right away and then you'll stop dating and you'll just be married. But you know what I mean. I am Kristen from kristenandchill.com and I am the banter queen. I teach guys how to charm more than just the socks off of women. And if you're struggling in conversation, if you're getting ghosted, if you're never hearing back, if you're never ever getting the results that you deserve, hit me up at kristenandchill.com. Want to know the hidden meaning behind what women say and do? Then check out the Chictionary. It's the Wing Girl Methods manual that gives you a full rundown of all the things women say that confuse men written in dictionary format. Go get a copy of the Chictionary by going to winggirlmethod.com slash chick. That's winggirlmethod.com slash chick. Coming up on this week's episode of the Ask Women podcast, today, Kristen, myself, and Domini are going to talk about being open to being in an open relationship. We're going to dive into the definition of an open relationship, what kinds of open relationships you can have, how you can communicate that you want an open relationship to the women that you are in a relationship with now or women that you're going to be getting in relationships with. It's an amazing episode that you should definitely listen to and you will learn a lot. I learned a lot today. Keep listening. Hey, you guys, welcome to another episode of the Ask Women podcast, where you get real advice straight from the source women. I'm your host, Kristen Carney, along with Marnie Kinris. And we have back our regular favorite guest, Domini Drew. Hey, Domini. Hello. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. And today we're going to get into something that I'm super not into and that you have actually done. And I've only talked about it. I've never done it. So this will be an interesting dynamic hearing about how all three of us respond to this topic. I don't even know what to call it, but is actually, Domini, you tell us what we call it. What do we call what we're about to talk about? Open relationships. That's the general term that includes sort of the other things underneath them as categories. Okay. You tell me, you said that you have all the definitions. So tell us what the options are for people and what the different definitions are for each individual thing that people can see if they're into. Absolutely. Yeah. I think in general, people mostly talk about polyamory. They talk about swinging and they talk about open relationships. And I think a lot of times that is misused or the sort of used in crossover when they need not to be. So obviously, I've been on the show with you guys before and I help people find those sort of 
deeper psychological reasons that they're sabotaging their relationships or keeping themselves single without even realizing it. And so open relationships has been a really good option for a lot of people, but sometimes people will get into a relationship with someone who wants something like that, but their own self-sabotage comes up, their own fear comes up around sharing or around needing to be open or the images that they have in their mind around that and they shut it down and then end up losing that relationship option with someone who may have been a really great partner long-term. They just needed to... Communicate about what the definition means. Okay. Exactly. So definition-wise, open relationships kind of encompass, as I said, the whole topic. Polyamory literally translates to many loves. More like many annoyances. Right. Right. Why would you want to do this with three people? Right. (laughs) Hard enough with two, right? Right. Exactly. And that is exactly right. It's it's like full relationships. So you might be married to one person, but be dating another. But you're not just, you know, having a one night fling or inviting somebody into your couple for a night or two or for a period of time. It's like an ongoing, you know, love relationship. relationship. Mm -hmm. And it can be great in the sense that it takes the pressure off that single partnership right? You're getting things from the other person that the person you may be married to, or it's called your primary, whether you're married or not, you have one primary relationship and then a secondary relationship from there. Meaning, Marnie, you and I are committed. We're in a relationship. We know if we're going to stay together no matter what. And then, you know, we may also date Kristen. Kristen, or you might date Kristen, or I might date Kristen. I don't think I could date Kristen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm already taken by like 4,000 other people. Anyway. Right, exactly. yeah, sounds about right. I figured I was going to ask later, but I just I won't then. <laughs> forget it. And so that's quite and and as Kristen pointed out initially, it's like, this is a lot. It's very time consuming. So the positives again are there's less pressure and there's, there's sort of more fun to be had. The downsides can be that it is a lot time-wise, right? You have more than one just about full-time relationships. Of course, that's flexible. If you want to have something casual, you could do that as well. But it's really whatever you and your partner work out as the best dynamic for you guys. And so it can be time-consuming. But the other thing is it can get a little... (laughs) in In the ones that I've seen in the past, it can get a little like, okay... Marnie, you know, you and I are together. We're dating Kristen. And Kristen's like, okay, it's my birthday. Who gets me on my birthday? And we have to like schedule who gets Kristen on her birthday, spend time with Kristen on her birthday. And she may not be dating both of us. She might be dating one of us. She really wants to spend a birthday with you. But I really want to spend her birthday with... It's like... Right. This is where the birth month comes in, where I just be annoying even further and just celebrate all month long. Yeah, I do that anyway. Right, exactly. I mean, that's how you tackle it probably and just say... <laughs> I'm going to go hang out with Bob on my actual birthday and you guys can split me two other yeah. days of the month. Yeah. Well, so what it sounds like to me is that if so I want to gear this towards the audience that's listening. So let's say that there are guys who are like, yes, I would like to have an open relationship. That's my goal for dating. Maybe not forever, but for right now, I want to have multiple relationships and that's all that I can handle right now or that's all that I've been striving for this entire time. And that may change again in the future. But how do these guys tackle this with the women that they're dating? Like, how do they find women that are open to this? How do they express these things to the women that they're dating? Because Christian before was saying, I'm totally not into this. I myself have never had the opportunity to see how I would respond to something like this. Mm -hmm. But I know that you have experience with it with some of your clients Mm -hmm. and some of the people that you do hang out with. Maybe you have some best practices to pass on to the guys that are listening that are curious about this. Like, What are the steps for them? I guess, number one, to find out if they want to do it. 
Number two, to find out how to communicate it. And number three, how to find women who are open to the idea of being open. A hundred percent. So first it's worth saying that polyamory is only one piece here. And that's sort of the most involved intense piece. There's also swinging, which is usually done once you're already in a couple, but there's some flexibility there, which we can come back to. And that really just means, Marnie, you and I are together. We're going to go over to Kristen's house and we're going to either hook up or, you know, Kristen's partner is there. And so we swap couples or everybody hooks up together or there's some sort of relationship, but it's less ongoing by definition. And it's also less intense. It's more compartmentalized as well. Like it's like, you're your unit. We're our unit. We come together when we enjoy it. Right. And there's friendship around that, but not like obligation. It seems to me that the polyamory thing involves to me a weird sense of ego or like cultness. Like a man, to me personally, a man who wants multiple women seems like he just wants to feed his ego. So it seems like swinging, which is already like bizarre enough to me as it is, like the Jerry Seinfeld line where you have to get a shaggy carpet and like weirdo lighting and just have a weird mustache. Like that to me is swinging. But there's a difference, it seems like, from that where that's just more of a casual fun thing. Whereas the polyamory thing to me seems like someone wants to have a miniature cult. And so there's a lot of ego involved. And it seems like it would be tricky to juggle the ego. It seems like the women, if it was one man with a bunch of women, there'd be less ego on the women's aspect because they have to be willing to be sharing one man. Whereas one man, it's like almost like you can have one really good egg in your basket or you can have 12 mediocre eggs in your basket to just look better or to feel more masculine or something. To me, it seems like there's an insecurity and I'm obviously coming from a point of view that isn't into this and isn't experienced in it. So I could be quote unquote, like ignorant to other reasons, but it just seems like swinging seems like a entryway because it's easier and less, less based on ego and more just based on fun. And that could be like, you're almost like marijuana being the gateway drug. Swinging seems like it's like the gateway weirdo sex stuff. To openness. Right. To weirdo yes. sex stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not so much as you might think. There's there's not very much overlap between polyamory and the swinging lifestyle. I think you may have some images around what these lifestyles are like, <laughs> what the people who do them are. They're definitely not cult-like. I mean, I'm not saying you can't find them. I'm sure if you went into some either intense religious experience or something where there's lots of wives and they're all 13, that's not what I'm talking about here. This is all consenting adults. It's all people who look straight at it. In fact, in order to be in this type of relationship, and this is important, you must communicate like an adult. Like you must know yourself well enough to say, hey, that makes me uncomfortable or I need this and not that. And so the level of communication in these couples, both in lifestyle swinging and polyamory, they communicate like rock stars (laughs) because you're playing around those lines of people's insecurities and boundaries and you're going to cross them and then you're going to have a talk and okay, let's not do that again next time, et cetera. And so they have these really kind of advanced levels of, of relationship, whether they're in it for yeah, I can see that. just fun or not. Yeah. So that does tend to happen. I can see that. And it's not usually like one guy with a whole bunch of girls either. It's usually one guy with two girls, right? But from what you're saying, like that goes back to the questions that I was asking before about like what is needed. It seems like clear, honest communication is the number one essential for being in this kind of relationship. So I do know like a couple of friends of mine, female friends, they had difficulty 
when they were dating because they wanted to be in open relationships. And many of the men that they dated were opposed to the idea. Yes. Yes. And I want to address that. That's important. But at least they were having those conversations up front. For one friend in particular, who's been on the show a couple of times, she communicated a little bit too late and he was very attached to her at that point. And that kind of bit her in the butt. But my other female friends, I don't really... Actually, maybe I do have a lot of guy friends who do this as well, but they're more in my relationship community space. But the female friends who participate in this lifestyle, they pretty much say it in their first date with somebody that that is what they're looking. So again, I love like the guidelines for guys that are listening about like... So we've explained what an open relationship is. If this does interest you when you're listening, then how do you find girls who are interested in that? And how do you communicate to them about an open lifestyle and what that entails? So that, so that you're not talking to somebody like Kristen, who's like, oh, great. Now you want to be an egotistical asshole who just wants to like bang a lot of girls. When I don't see it like that at all. It's just somebody who wants, who understands that there's multiple people that you can get a lot of things from and share your experience of life and love with multiple people at the same time. Yeah, that's exactly right. It's actually a more evolved way of having your relationship, which means it's not for everyone but it takes kind of a a little bit of a more mature sort of view of, as you said, love and relationships, right? Can you love me, be just as in love with me and also love someone else, right? A lot of people will say, absolutely, no, that's not the case. As you evolve more, you feel more secure in yourself, you address these insecurities, then suddenly you can start to see, oh, I see, it doesn't actually take away from love of me that you love someone else. It actually enhances it because now I'm allowing this, we're in this dynamic, I'm allowing this dynamic, there's gratitude for that. And it actually strengthens the original relationship to open it up. But we'll come back to that in a second. So what you said is actually really great. So a lot of guys, they'll be like, oh my God, just as you said, I'm attached to this woman. She wants to be open. And now the relationship ends. So that relationship didn't need to end. (laughs) Didn't need to, right? He's experiencing fear of what an open relationship might mean. And when you asked me about doing open relationships this episode, I wrote down some notes because this has come up for me before, both with clients and in relationships, of what opening up would mean. What is it actually going to entail? So the first thing is to know for guys that think this is absolutely terrifying is that open relationships are voluntary. Okay, you don't have to do it if you don't want to. You feel out each dynamic with each partner. And even if you're used to one kind of dynamic with a previous relationship, your next one may be different. The second thing is if it's not fun, you don't do it. So in my experience in the past, I've told or been in relationships or had friends in relationships who told them, yes, I want to have this relationship. And then they go, oh God, now I have to be willing to just watch her have sex with a man in front of me or something like where they just flip out. And they're like, oh my God, I love her. How do I do this? Right? You don't need to start there. Open relationship involves two people. If both people aren't turned on, not like tolerating, turned on and into what's happening, then you don't do it. So it's not like you just need to get on board with cheating, if that makes sense. It's not like, oh, now we're in open relationships so now we can go fuck whoever we want. That's the extreme. <laughs> you could do that if you want to. And another thing I wrote down was you can take it slowly. You can dip a toe in. If you're dating a woman and... Yeah. You've got, (laughs) if you're dating a woman and you've got a a guy that she's flirtatious with or something, have him over for dinner, let them have a little bit of a flirtation dynamic. That can be it. There's your little toe in, a little bit like, okay, all right, she's flirting with somebody. Okay, am I okay? Is everything all right? Talk about that afterwards. So it doesn't need to be this huge extreme 
thing. And I think that's important because the extreme is intimidating to a lot of people, but open relationships can take any form, right? It could just be that you're totally monogamous, but then one time you hook up with your friends, right? And even if that never happens again, okay, you had an open relationship for a minute. That's great. It's like, it can be, you know, well, I'm not interested, but if the situation comes up, then I'm down. That's a form of open relationship. Those could be your rules. The other thing I also want to touch on is the cheating thing. I think people think that, you know, because we're used to monogamy, if you step out of monogamy, you're cheating. But cheating doesn't mean being non-monogamous. Cheating means breaking whatever rules you guys have set up, right? So if you're and every relationship, whether there's two people in it or more, has certain rules, right? One woman will be totally shocked if you check out a woman walking by you're dating me, I'll probably be checking her out too. And we'll have a conversation. I'll be like, oh, did you see her? What? Yeah, I love that dress. Yeah, me too. Okay, great. So that's okay in the rules of my relationships because I like to be able to express that anywhere. But some women may not be comfortable. So every relationship has their own rules. Just make sure they're clear and they're on the table. And then you can work within them. If you break those rules, even if those rules are, you can sleep with whoever you want, you have to tell me first. If you break that rule, then you've cheated. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. So it's funny because I think that I could be somebody that would be very open to being open, but I'm not going to go out and seek it. I know that about myself. But if I were dating somebody and a situation happened like what you just talked about, where we did happen to meet somebody else when we were out and I had a really good vibe with them, we all ended up coming back to to our place just to hang out. How does that actually happen? Like, what's the step? What are the words to say to get into that dynamic with the three people? Like, how do you make that happen? Well, I think what you just pointed out was really important, which is that you don't really make it happen. You just remain open to it happening. So if you did go out, as you said, not looking, but open. And when you opened up, when you come home, you guys have a great vibe. You come in, let's say they come over to your house, you guys have some drinks, and then you can feel the vibes. You go into the kitchen to get people more drinks. Your husband maybe comes into it and you kind of look at him and go, I don't know, should we? And he kind of goes, yeah, I'm open. Are you? Yeah, okay, absolutely. And then you can take it from there. And so you can have a moment of checking in with your partner to see if that's going to happen. Also, there are apps you can use where you can meet lifestyle couples in your area. There are events that are starting to start back up now. Of course, they've been closed for a long time. There are cruises that are just lifestyle cruises international trips. You can go high-end, you can go low-end. Everything's for clubs. I wouldn't recommend going to swinger clubs. They're not not usually very good. Usually either a small get-together, like people that you know, or a very, very large one, a hotel takeover and things like that. So you have enough people to go and, and see who you like. Interesting. So actually, I do have one more question. So like, let's say this other couple or this other single person has never done this before either, right? Or maybe they have done this before, but you don't really know them. Like, How do you test the waters to see if they're open to that? Like, what have men said to you to see if you would be in that space? Like, obviously, there's flirting going on, but are there, if you can recall, some questions that were asked, like maybe gearing things a little bit more sexual in the conversation, maybe saying like, oh, yeah, Dominique doesn't seem like the type that would X, Y, Z. Or what was the craziest like thing you've ever done sexually? Like, what are some ways to gear the conversation in that direction to see if you can get into that more open space to lead to an open experience? Yeah, I would say broach it in conversation. And I would do so lightly. 
First of all, and of course, we're talking to me, so it's, it's going to come back to the inner space. That's the matter is if I'm desperate for an open relationship and I come to you with even very innocuous words or conversation, you're going to feel that desperation. You're going to be turned off. So I need to come, and gentlemen, we've talked about this before when I've been on the show in the past, of how the emotional spaces you're in when you approach a woman, right? That space of non-attachment. You are okay either way. You decide you're going to have a great day and, oh, wow, a beautiful woman. I think I'll go tell her how beautiful she is. But from that space, you're in a place of, I'm okay either way, right? And that's really important because then your words come off as genuinely light and easy because your happiness is not dependent on her answer. So first, I would get to the point where you're okay either way. Even if you really want an open relationship, if you can get to the point, even in the moment, or you're okay either way, that's the moment to broach it. And then you can make jokes about it and see how she responds. So like what kind of joke? Well, I was suggesting, just as you said, like, I know I could never just keep all my love for one person, right? That would be crazy. You know, or something like that. That's, or... Where that goes. Yeah. It's really just like throwing something out in, in the air and seeing what direction it goes. Yes. Yeah, you're opening the door for the conversation and she can take it or she can avoid it. That's exactly right. Just like when you're kind of asking them out, like, yeah. I don't know, I could use some coffee. How about you? And she goes, no, thank you. And you go, cool. You didn't really ask her out. But, but it's just that sort of way of, as you said, throwing something out and just seeing what she grabs. For me, I would grab that. I'd be like, I know. I feel the exact same way. I can't believe people can do X, Y, and Z or something like that. And you mentioned as well, finding people who are into it, which I think is also important. For finding people who are into this type of scene, I'd recommend not worrying about one category or another. Just find people who are interested in Ethical non-monogamy, ENM, people on dating sites will call it ENM, and that's what that means. Meetup groups, lifestyle apps, trips or, or gatherings of people that are interested just in similar things. And just put yourself out there and put some feelers out, but find groups where that type of person will tend to gather and put yourself in the middle of them and then see what happens. Right. And one thing I do want to note about these communities, just because they're saying I'm open to this, this isn't what they want to be approached on. It's not a sex site where you're exchanging sex with people and there's nothing else happening. They still want all of the other dating stuff. They are just saying that they're open to that. So like my point is to not suddenly say, oh, you want to have open relationships like me, then I can be super sexual with you. Right. The, the approach is still the same as another approach, this is just explaining to you a little bit about who they are and how they function. Yes. We're going to be back because I want to continue talking about this. And I have a few questions from our overanalyze this email that I want to dive into. I know. (laughs) I've been asking people to send in questions and they have been sending them in. So now I want to answer them. So we will be back with Domini right after this. And we're going to continue talking about open relationships. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. If you listen to the Ask Women podcast, then you are already miles and miles and miles ahead of other men when it comes to attracting and getting the girls you want. But I must confess, there's one missing piece in the puzzle, and that's flirting or the ability to ignite sexual chemistry with any girl you meet in a matter of minutes. 
Most guys suck at flirting. They can't flirt their way out of a paper bag. But as your personal wing girl, I can't let you be one of those guys. That's why I want to show you the most effective step-by-step formulaic approach to flirting with any girl you like. This formulaic approach has been tested on thousands of girls and has been proven to work like magic. Yes, magic. You just apply the formula and see results instantly, and it's that powerful. To find out everything about this flirting formula, all you have to do is go to winggirlmethod.com slash flirty. I've made a special video for you where I reveal what this formula is all about. Go to winggirlmethod slash flirty, and you'll find out all about it. All right, we are back. So I wanted to have one more question for you before we dive into the overanalyze this questions from our listeners. And I wanted to ask you, let's say these women don't know that they would be open to it. How as a man can you express to women that that's what you're into for right now without scaring them off or without them saying like, oh, so you don't want a serious relationship or you're not going to take this seriously or you won't be committed. Like, What's the fine line of communication to say, I'm into open relationships, but I'm still a man that can be extremely committed? Like, how do you express that to a woman? Yeah. So anytime you're wanting to steer any relationship dynamic, whether you're talking to your boss or your employees or your girlfriend or not, in a direction that you want, align your interests with theirs. So let's say an example you just gave, her interest is in staying committed, keeping you around having you be just as reliable as you've always been the whole time that you've been here. And she wants to make sure that she's still going to feel like number one and that she's going to be your priority and that that's not going to change. So she's got some things, sort of roughly the structure of your current relationship that she wants to continue. Let's just say that's that's the case. So then you also want to continue that relationship, right? So you are aligned with her in that and you want to try some different things which are not going to disturb her interest in the relationship, your aligned interest. You both want to keep the relationship going, keep it in great shape, keep the sex good, all these things, right? So you come at it from her perspective. And you could do this through like recommending a book. You could do it through recommending, I have a podcast episode specifically on open relationships. You can play this one. You can suggest things in this way. But what you're essentially doing is, hey, Did you know that you could open up relationships and not have it affect the commitment level in any way? Like, I feel just completely committed to you, Marnie. Like, I don't feel that questioning in the slightest. Like, there's no part of me that wants to leave this. And wouldn't it be fun if together, see, I'm emphasizing this, if together we found somebody and had like a racy night in a hotel room in LA. Like, would you be down for that? You could bring it up as a, like a role-playing option you know, in bed before you even broach it, see if she's in, you know, but I would just, I would ask and say, just so you know, like, I know it can be scary to have me suggest something like this, like it'll indicate that I'm less committed, but actually I think this is something that could bring us quite a bit closer. If you were hanging with a girl who likes sports, I'd be like, you know how I'm a huge fan of the Buffalo Bills. You know, I love the Bills. No matter what, I will always love the Bills. But I'm kind of somewhat sort of interested in also trying out what it's like to be a Raiders fan. Mm-hmm. I'm going to Vegas and might hit the jackpot there, but I'll always come back to the Bills. Like, <laughs> obviously, we wouldn't really do that, but that's like the analogy <laughs> I can kind of think of, of like slowly putting out these hints mm-hmm. of I can love one thing and look at this other thing. Yeah. 
The thing is, I think I would have a harder time being in a relationship and somebody bringing that up to me a couple of years in because I would go into my place of I'm not enough, obviously. Well, yeah, no, you'd have to do it at the beginning. Yeah, that happens a lot for sure. And I'm sure that conversation is wanted to be had by many people who are in relationships, but they don't want to hurt the other person. So I think that there is a line to walk on with that. But as long as you can exactly, as Dominique said, put yourself in her shoes and just tackle any insecurity she may have and kind of squash it, or even tell the truth about it and just say the truth is that we got into a level of comfort with each other. And I do want to spice things up a little bit for both mm-hmm. of us. It could be super exciting. And this is the way that I've thought to do it. It's something I've always been curious about. Yeah. So I think like as long as you're still understanding that this could be a very insecure conversation or trigger a lot of insecurities for her in the conversation, that's a very loving and respectful way to have it. What about on the front end? Like, let's say you're just somebody who's into open relationships. You are looking for someone to have as your primary, but then you also want to date other people. When do you express that in the dating process? Like, I kind of think that's a first date thing. Like exactly like what we were saying before, where you throw spaghetti against a wall and see if it sticks. Like kind of casually bring that up. Like, oh yeah, what are you looking for in a relationship? Oh, I'm really into to open relationships. What I'm... Sorry, I'm going to put the question back on you rather than jumping into a response. But how would you say men who are listening to this show could have that conversation with women without scaring them away or turning them off to the idea of being open? Is it really just about fully explaining what open means to them? I think partially. I mean, if you're having a conversation with a woman and she's hearing, I'm not enough, you just need to send her to me because that's something that I work through. (laughs) Because then she's going to hear that no matter what, right? And so she's got that underlying issue. So then she needs to come see me and we'll work through that underlying issue and then she won't connect those two things in her mind. But yeah, I'd say it's probably the first few dates. I don't know if it needs to be put out on date number one as a really hard and fast rule. Only because I think that in today's world with so many options of people with the online dating, et cetera, it's really easy to sort of get deal breakers out up front. And it's not necessarily like, even if you want open relationship, if this man is the man of your dreams and the only issue is that he wants to be monogamous for now, then you might be throwing away the relationship that you really want. Same thing with, with a guy. If you're like, this is definitely what I want. What you want is a really happy relationship. What you think will make you happy is an open relationship. You may be right about that. You may be wrong about that. But you want to be careful about not disqualifying people too fast in the very beginning. But for sure, if it's something you know about yourself, then dates one through three, I would say, are the times for that to come out. Then again, if you really like her and she is monogamous or she's whichever one you don't want to be and you really like her, personally, I'd pursue that. It might not work out, but honestly, it Maybe you're happy enough with her that you don't you know, need that to happen. Or maybe you're both flexible. And once she feels more comfortable and trusts you... It's-, it's interesting that you say that because the one friend that I'm thinking of who got into that relationship and stated it a little bit too late, she had previously been in a relationship where her boyfriend of three years then said to her, I want to be open. They tried being open. She begrudgingly said yes to this. And then he... I mean, they just didn't have enough communication on the front end about it. And she just kind of followed what he was doing and agreed to it because she loved him at that point. Yeah. So then I think her boundary for herself after that was, I have to be in an open relationship. There was something in there that she decided she had to be comfortable with it. And then actually now the relationship that she's in, she's not open and doesn't want to be. 
it's just interesting. And also sometimes when you're with certain people that maybe aren't fulfilling everything you need, you do have that desire to be open. But if you do find somebody that happens to hit all those. So I'm just saying it's very fluid as everything is lately, right? It really is. And it evolves as you go as well. So the red flag to me in the story you just told is the fact that she went into it begrudgingly. Right. Well, that's just me saying that. I don't know if that's actually true, but that's how I saw it. Probably. Like if she wasn't really into it, but she was like, but you're into it. So I guess I'll do it. It's like, you need to be into it. She would lose him if she didn't do it. That was the whole thing. She would probably lose him if she didn't do it. So then she's consenting out of fear. Right. And then she's not turned on by it. And that, see, there's a delicate energetic exchange that happens through open relationships. And in order for it to work, everybody's got to be on board and comfortable. Like you should be able to stop things at any point in time. I mean, once you're already in bed with people, you should be able to stop things. Yeah, just say I'm not into that. Right? You need to be able to, you know what? I'm sorry, something just happened and I'm just not quite feeling, okay, cool. Everybody shut it down. Let's go have a drink. You know, it's like you just, you must be respectful to everyone because we're, we're touching, obviously, look at what we're talking about here. We're touching shit that's really deep evolutionarily and kind of in the lizard brain. Yes, Kristen. I won't make the joke. I won't make the joke. I know. Too obvious. <laughs> Better be touching that's very... Deep. I don't know. I don't even know the joke that you were going to make. But it is interesting. Like, so the picture that Kristen painted in the beginning, for me, like that would have been my vision as well in the very beginning. Like 18 years ago, I would have said, yeah, anybody who wants to do this wants to be a cheater. But as I've gotten deeper into the business that I'm in and interacted with many people who are part of polyamorous communities, interview tons of people who have open relationships, I really do see, like, as you stated, they are the highly evolved communicator. Yes. <laughs> and they're the ones who would say, okay, you're not into it. Let's go into the den. We'll play a little Yahtzee. Maybe watch some Netflix. <laughs> just as happy. They're just like, we're fine. Whereas I do think that if you treat it as I'm in this because I want to have sex with lots of people. And as soon as somebody says they don't want to have sex, it's a huge rejection. And I'm going to be really pissed because I won't get my sex. Like, that's a different way to approach this community. For me, that's not what this community is. This community yeah, is open and respectful of anybody who wants to do anything. And that's what I, I really like about the people I've interacted with who do have this kind of lifestyle. I will say, just to go backwards a little bit, the polyamory thing, definitely not into, would never be into. I think the word, they need new branding. It just sounds yeah, too TPR. weird. Yeah. Polyamory, <laughs> like what? No, it's too creepy weird sounding. But the open relationship idea is something I'm not totally against. I understand that and I can see how it can go that direction and was in a relationship for eight years where I'd be like, oh, okay, maybe <laughs> said change of pace might be a little nice. So I'm definitely not like shitting on that as much. But the polyamory thing, no, that to me is just, I'm not a sophisticated enough communicator. I talk in like grunts, so it wouldn't work. No, I, I hear you. I, I'm the same as you. I'm more into the openness and maybe even the swinging. I like even... I think Kristen and I both went on that show called Swing Time a while back or they were yeah. on our show or something where they go to those different events around the world and it's just like you can choose to be a voyeur, you can choose to be a participant. You, But really, it's just this open community who really like crazy shit can happen while you're there having this adventure. Like that everybody's just open to anything that comes their way. I remember taping that. You were excited about it. You were oh like, God. I want to do this. I know. And Jordan wanted to as well. And then I think I got pregnant or something. Just fucking kids. They ruin everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> and then said they're in swings. It's like, no, the wrong kind of swinging. Yeah, now, oh, this isn't what I meant on my vision board for swinging. This wasn't my idea. You have to be very specific with vision boards. I know, seriously. <laughs> I totally, you know, bit myself horrible. Like, I'm very curious about this world. That's why I like talking to people about this stuff. So thank you for coming on and sharing with us and being so so open about it. A hundred percent. And the people that I've met from this lifestyle are very, very forthcoming. They're just, first of all, they're just regular people. They have families, they own businesses, they do their taxes, they go to grocery store. I mean, they're- they do their taxes? <laughs> a, a lot, also, a lot more people are into this than people realize. Like, just about everybody oh God, you know yeah. has had some sort of open experience. Even people that, like, some guy I met on dating app just like years ago, and he's a really conservative guy from South Carolina. And I was like, oh man, this guy's never going to be open to things like that. That's not who he is. Turns out he and some ex-girlfriend or ex-wife or something had hooked up with their friends who were a couple one night a decade ago or something. The story kind of came out and I was like, you know, it's everyone. Like everybody's had really some sort is. of experience. Like this. Yeah. It's like, I'm not tricked by your golf shirt and khakis. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> to the contrary, I've met enough of those that I know. Yeah, I, know. <laughs> I know. It would shock you sometimes to hear what people experience what they want, what they've done in their life. Like you can't judge a book by its cover. It can be quite shocking. Can it? Shock you for sure. And you and I get a lot of that. I'm sure like, oh, this guy, da, 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 and then a whole world You're comes like, out. From oh, wow. I didn't see that coming. <laughs> I know. Exactly. Okay. So I want to answer some questions from some listeners because I have been teasing with overanalyze this. So now I want to do it. These questions, again, may be a couple of months old, but I think the questions could be for anybody that's listening. So are you guys open to answering at least one question from our oh, listeners. This is the topic. Let's I do it. know, exactly. Okay, so here's the question from John. I'm dealing with an alpha female that is literally my soulmate. We both know it and we both love each other unconditionally. I know her deepest, darkest secrets that she hasn't told anyone. The problem is she has a dull, non-intimate, not even hugging or kissing boyfriend. So this is kind of in line with what we're talking about. He does make a ton of money, but she is miserable around him and she stays because he is safe. We also believe he is gay, but hasn't come to terms with it. But she doesn't see ever marrying him. Is she afraid of real commitment and the love we have for each other? What the fuck? Maybe if I start dating, that may make her realize she may lose me. What do you think? Damn, John. He thinks they're soulmates, but she's with this other guy. Yeah. But it sounds like she kind of talks shit about this other guy. Yeah. But are they not together? Or is John with her? No. No. It's still her boyfriend, but she doesn't plan on marrying him and they don't kiss and he's dull. These are obviously her words. And John's on the outside. John's on the outside, although they have expressed that they are soulmates with each other, best friends. I don't hear of any indication that it's more than soulmates, that she's actually attracted to him as well. There's nothing to say she's into him. There's just things to say she's not into the boyfriend. Hmm. So I think sometimes guys can inflate or conflate. I don't know what the right word would be inflate. a relationship with a woman that talks to them. So maybe they really hit it off. This is obviously from using very limited information, but there's a chance that they're soulmates in the sense that they really get along, but they're not actually what he thinks they are. Right. I think the same thing too. Yeah. So how does he either get out of this space or take a stab at whether they are what he thinks in his head. We need John on the phone. I know. Yeah. <laughs> That's the problem with these questions. It's always so limited, right? I have follow-up questions on this one because soulmate's not a word you throw around to mean friend. He's saying something specific there. What's unclear is whether or not she has confirmed that relationship. If she has said, yes, you are my soulmate, 
it's not like that's the same as the friend zone. Like she's clearly that there's solid interest there. I disagree with that. It means there's solid love there. It's not solid interest. But like soulmate, just first of all, soulmate on an energetic, like real level with a capital R is not a thing, right? Nobody's like incarnated. You may have incarnated to meet somebody, but it's not like that's your one person. There isn't one. I'm imagining John to be like in his 20s, right? So like when you're 25, 26, I would have said, oh my God, we're soulmates. We must be soulmates because we think the same. But wouldn't that be automatic relationship? No, for me, if I were to say that, it wouldn't have been like, but I'm into you. It just means that, we think the same. We're on the same page. Oh, you're thinking of it very casually, just sort of like like a bestie. Yeah. I'm thinking of it like a best yeah. friend. <gasps> John, we're soulmates. We're absolute soulmates. Not like they're sneaking off to have secret kisses with each other. And it's like, yeah. you're my soulmate. I want to be with you, but I'm stuck to this guy right now. That's how yeah. I'm envisioning it. But maybe I'm incorrect. And I think we won't know unless we speak with John. But I think regardless of what his role is with her, the dynamic still is so that he is not with her. She's with someone else. He doesn't think she should be with that other person, right? So a couple of things here. One is, it's not up to you to say who she should be with. (laughs) That is out of your control. She gets to be in a relationship with who she wants. Maybe she likes dull. Dull works for her. A lot of people are married to dull, right? It's not like that's unheard of. However, obviously you have an agenda, right? So I say that just to mean let go of ultimate control of that because the more you engage and attach to that, the more unhappy you make yourself because the reality is that she is in fact with someone else and that's her choice to make. So with that, just sort of taking a step back, reconnecting to yourself from that place. The next step is I would A, speak with her. I don't know if you've used your words and communicated this, but I would do two things. I would speak with her and tell her, tell her how you feel, tell her that you think you can give her more of what she wants, whatever. And then I would show her, right? If you as her soulmates, whether that's a friend relationship or not, I would start taking her out on dates right? I would show her how great it would be to be with you. Not with any agenda per se, same, same as you would be maybe with a friend, but take her to some beautiful hotel for lunch and have cocktails by the whatever and don't try to make out with her. Just like show her how great it would be to date you and then allow her to make her choice. So express your interest without attachment. I love that. Yeah. And I think something else in that process would be avoiding making fun of or putting down the guy that she's currently with. That's really important because A, that's a dick move. Yeah. And B, you don't know him. You only know your perception of him. And John, this is probably not news to you, but your perception of him is very skewed (laughs) because you're into his girlfriend. (laughs) And it's skewed because his girlfriend comes to you when she's complaining. And so if you attack the boyfriend, you're actually attacking her. In some way. And her life choices. Yes. And her life choices. And then she's going to yeah. get on the defense, even if she hates him too. And then guys will call the like nice guy card, like, oh, I'm so much nicer. Why don't you with me? That's not nice. That's manipulating her away from her consensual relationship. That's not you being nice. So come from a place of genuine kindness and try from there. Yeah, that's really important. All right. Well, that is our last question, our first question in years and our last question for this show. With that, I think that was, a, that was perfect. We overanalyzed that to death. We've done a great job, ladies. If anybody else wants to send in questions that we will answer three months later, please send them in to ask at askwomenpodcast.com. We should do like a live show once where... People just call in. We, yeah, you do that for your show. I do. I don't really know how to do that. But I actually love it. But even if we didn't do that, I think we should find a way to do that. But even if we didn't, we could just have a whole episode on answering questions. Yes, for sure. The thing is, Mm -hmm. we post this like 
none of the answers will be able to help people at that time. Like it's a few weeks out. I mean, but if you're you've been like crushing on a girl for three years, what's another three weeks, right? So (laughs) exactly. I guess it's not that long to actually wait. So (laughs) hopefully, John, our overanalyzing has helped you and you will do the right thing with this girl so that you're not just soulmates, you become bedmates and relationship mates and a whole bunch of other mates that serves you the way you want it to. Domini, thank you so much for coming on the show and being so open about open relationships. Tell people how they can get in touch with you. They can work with you. I just want to give a little testimonial. I know we've talked about this before. I've worked with Domini before. My husband has now worked with Domini. Both of us have had our eyes opened. That is the way that I will describe it. For me, it's had a a huge impact on the way that I see my relationships and that I see myself. And I've only done a few sessions with Domini. It's not like we're continuing work. like, But just speaking with her has had a huge impact on me and just the way that I see things. It's really reprogrammed a lot of my belief systems. My husband, after every time that he does a session with Domini, he's like, I didn't really see it that way until she said it that way. So it's interesting. And he's always like, what do you think? about?" Like, He's always just unsure because he's like, this is so different from what he's experienced in the past. So we have to talk it out with each other. And then he continues to see you. So obviously it's doing something for him. But yeah, so why don't you tell people how they can get in touch with you and maybe a little bit about what it is that you do? Yeah, absolutely. That's actually not atypical at all for people who see me because they end up seeing the problem from a different perspective, a perspective where they're empowered and they can actually do something to fix it. Same thing happened with you, right? You're like, this thing keeps happening and I don't know why it happens or how to fix it, but it's wrecking this relationship, right? And so from that place with just a few sessions, I think it was three or four total with you and you were already making progress after one or two, was really seeing it from the perspective of what's actually really going on. And then with just the guidance, I mean, you are a great example. And most people who come to me are the same great example in the sense that there's something that's going on in their dating lives they don't know how to fix. Whether it's approach anxiety or fear of rejection or not feeling good enough or just a negative relationship pattern that keeps going and they don't know why something is happening in the subconscious in you that's drawing that negative experience to you. So you're actually perpetuating it without realizing it. In the work that I do, we go directly to the core of the issue. We address it right there on the call. And within hours, weeks probably is the slowest, you suddenly see what's really going on. You're able to adjust it yourself and the pattern just stops happening. So these are really sort of the the deeper levels where we hold ourselves back from what we want without meaning to. And so the problem can be fixed. Even if you don't know what the problem exactly is, it can be fixed and it doesn't need to take a lot of time. So yes, that's my little plug. Please feel free to check out my website, dominidrew.com and all the information you can find there. And also I do a podcast called The Art of Attraction. I do have, there are five episodes in that podcast called The Personality Patterns from Leaving, Merging, Enduring, Aggressive, and Rigid. If somebody's interested in working with me, I would recommend checking out those five episodes, seeing what you think, and then reach out and we can, we can get on a call and, and see if I can help. Wonderful. And Kristen, how can people get in touch with you? Where was your Bloody Mary? I thought you were going to go get a drink for this episode. You were just so into the open relationship conversation. I was too enamored with the sex talk. I know. As soon as Dominique's like, I'm dating you, she's dating you, you're like, I'm staying. Mm-hmm. I'm staying. <laughs> like, this conversation. is getting pretty good. Hold on. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty hot. I don't need that drink anymore. <laughs> Other guests, I would have gotten four drinks by now. But with Dominique, right. I need to I zero. thought that would have made you get at least 10 drinks. But like, I'm out of here. I don't want to listen to any of this. The one I'm glad that you stayed on for the call. How do people get in touch with you? 
they can go to kristenandchill.com and there's a contact form on there. So if you have any questions about how to get better at banter and kill it in conversations, you can hit me up there and we can start working together ASAP. And I hate saying ASAP, but I just did because I'm a saleswoman now. I liked it. All these changes are happening for you lately, Kristen. So if ASAP is your change for this week, I'm into it. ASAP, but in lower case. Any ASAP with all capital letters is too aggressive. It's like, ASAP! <laughs> I know. I stop myself before I write that. Like whenever I do ASAP, I'm yeah, like, am I, do I want to be this aggressive yeah, right yes. now? Uh, yes, I do. Yes, I do. Because I mean, right now. I'm really with Chris on this. I said it, but I regret saying it. I'm like, that's exactly right. That's exactly where it should be. <laughs> yeah. But anytime I use ASAP in an email, which is rare, I always go lowercase. I never, I think, gone with an uppercase. I don't have the balls. It's too much. It's too much. It does take balls to do it in, in uppercase. Yeah. I do agree. I'm I'm going to email both of you guys after this. And it's just going to say ASAP in caps. <laughs> I know. Tommy's like, we'll change that story in two seconds. <laughs> All right. New episodes of the Ask Women podcast come out every Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific. They did not come out last Thursday because both Kristen and I forgot. So therefore, it's <laughs> <we have laughs> one week that we missed, but that's okay. But usually it's every Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific. Please go and subscribe to our show. It's awesome. It's wonderful. And hopefully you learn a lot from it. We've been doing this for over seven years now. So you're obviously coming back for a reason. You guys are awesome. We will see you next week. Bye.